Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, cracker jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome into the hot corner for it must be a Wednesday. And it's an exciting Wednesday, right? It's right, right? It's an exciting Wednesday. It's exciting. I, I mean, I'm excited. There's really no sports on today, which is I f- weird. I feel like the baseball gods gave us this show today without any baseball to help, like, digest, you know, that is take kinda, a second to breathe. I mean, that is kind of true. be 100% distracted because the game would still be going on right now. <laughs> well, exactly. and knowing that series, which we'll get into later, probably closer to the 8 o'clock hour or the 9 o'clock hour. Gosh, I'm so bad at this hot quarter after we, dark stuff. But When we do these weekly shows, so much happens in seven days for baseball that it's like we get back here and we're like, oh, my gosh, we got so much to talk about. Yeah, I can't imagine what the stress is about that, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a weather delay and – I got the buzz this morning on my phone, and it was like, uh, you know, the game's already been postponed. I was like, what? It's only like noon in New York. Yeah, I woke up at 9. It's only noon in New York, and the game's already postponed? That game's got five hours away. And I looked outside, and it was dumping rain, and I was like, I guess it's raining in America today. <laughs> well, they they were talking about this for days, that at first pitch today, 100% chance of rain. It was two days ago, and they're like, they might have to postpone that game. It might be good for both teams to get their pitchers ready and back in the the right way. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday they were like, the players have been told to not expect to play. They said that to them before game three. And then this morning it was, yeah, it was done. Which and is- it, it was apparently horrific out there. Uh, they had a gale warning. Like, really? Yeah, like 34, 40 mile per hour winds out there. So it was uh, it was pretty intense. But I guess the weather's supposed to be fine tomorrow and Friday. So Well, that's so strange because watching the game yesterday, you know, it Beautiful. was just like, oh, yeah, it was afternoon game at Yankee Stadium, which I'm not a fan of afternoon playoff games. But that's just me. I get it. TV, blah, blah, blah. You want to be able to see both without them cutting into each other's time? Uh, I can. I, I am a cha- I am a remote master. There's yeah, two but then words. You miss things. There's two words. Roll coverage. 
roll coverage. Mike, you as a Yankee fan will be watching Yanks Astros in like a boring bot bottom of the third when nothing really happens. Meanwhile, two home runs are getting hit on the other channel, and you're like, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah. And then I'll roll coverage. Oh, oh, they're up. Oh, okay, I don't care. Jump on Twitter, look at what happened, or look on a on a MLB.com or something. Oh, oh, that happened. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going back to the Yankee game. <laughs> I wouldn't even flip. Yeah. I would just keep that up on my phone. Oh, and you'd pull the other game on your computer. Well, I guess, I don't know if I would watch both games at the same time. I would just do the Twitter thing during commercial breaks. What did you just say? During commercial breaks, I would just flip open Twitter to see what the what's happening in the other game. Look, when, when a Yankee game is on, my attention is 139% focused on that game. See, I'm not. There, there is no other anything that gets in my way during those games. In commercial breaks, I go to the bathroom. I get a drink. Or I sit there fidgeting because I'm too dang stressed about the game. You know, I'm not that way about my tribe. And I think that's because we have no pressure. So I'm just like, oh, I'll go over here. Oh, what's going on in the other game? <laughs> I like look at it. It's like, ooh, Taylor, Tyler Naquin's up. Tyler Naquin's up to bat. Oh, yeah, what's going on in the Nats game? <laughs> I'm like, this is a ground. Meanwhile, this, I'm like. This is a ground into a double play written all over it. I'm meanwhile, like, there hasn't like, been a base runner in four innings. I don't care. Yeah, meanwhile, you're I'm like analyzing every pitch. Our eighth hitter is up, and I really want to know what D.D. Gregorius is going to do. That's well, that's the benefits you have, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to save that opinion until the 8 o'clock hour because <laughs> D.D. is the uh, frustrating me at the You're moment. with me now. You yeah, I am with you. Hour. Yeah, the 9 o'clock hour, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, oakley dokley. Well, we got a whole... What I mean, day is it? This show is going to drive itself, as they will for the next couple weeks, as we slide closer and closer to the World Series and the end of life as we know it, which is no more baseball. Uh, we are currently watching AEW on the television because there is no Yankee-Astros game today. What a weird day of sports. There's really nothing on. You got preseason basketball. You got the Blazers game, which is not even on TV. Troy is blowing someone out. South Alabama. Or you can be watching NHL regular season, which is fine. But I know Patrick's a big wrestling fan, and he said, what are we watching? <laughs> he gave me two options. They were both wrestling. Yeah, yeah you want to watch the WWE minor league or the competition? And I said, I don't care. You watch whatever you want. I'll watch it and make fun of it in the commercial breaks because, well, that's what I do because I don't like wrestling. But, um, yeah, that's well, what we'll do. We're currently rolling coverage over. Oh, look, it looks exactly the same. Yeah, we're rolling coverage over to NXT. And this guy's wrapping a flag. There's a female ref, so that's progressive. <laughs> as a guy wraps a flag around his I'm junk. Down, I'm down with that. <laughs> oh, Khalid Dugley. Well, we got a lot ahead as we're going to dive into. Uh, we got Yankees-Astros, which is just... I think so far living up to the bill, you know, games might not, the final score might not necessarily look like it, but these games have been very entertaining. We'll get to that in the top of the nine o'clock hour. We also have fair or foul at the bottom of that hour that we'll get into. And, uh, but first, you know, we, you know, we got to get into some stuff, you know, some team just made the world series, but before we do that, you can find us on social media. You can text in on the fan text line at five, five, three Oh five. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show text us say something you know we're here for baseball blah 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 blah. you can find our you can find mike on twitter at mike lynch 27 you can find our fantastic producer mr joe fisher at joe fish three that's f-i-s-c-h three on twitter you can also find me at p diddy 85 also tomorrow drops the final installment of our fresh hop series that we've been working on for beers on us podcast 
Uh, you can catch that anywhere you grab your podcasts. Also follow that on Instagram at Beers on Us. Now a quick beer question. Quick uh, beer answer. Fresh hop is that a is that a time of year a season to obtain those beers? It is a seasonal time of year to attain those beers, and we are nearing the end. So Late f- August till eh, Octoberish in there. How about right now? The yeah. more you know. As my good friend Mike Lynch would say. <laughs> Uh, so you can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I want to continue to pump our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, his podcast. Joe, you got 30 seconds. Products podcast, One, episode two. two three. Dro- okay, how am I supposed to pl- pub this with numbers behind me? Products podcast, episode number two dropped today. The Rams have made a lot of changes with their secondary where product will maybe get some opportunity there. I can't believe they got rid of Marcus Peters. So uh, mad. Right trash uh another marcus is mentioned in the podcast True because uh, no uh because he had a kind of rough weekend so oh, products podcast you can get it marcus. on soundcloud that is until our company buys it and starts paying for it then you'll get it on all the other stuff all right so check those out i'm going look to the water that call out right there shots fired right there yeah, well, no one's listening anyway baby, so it's like <laughs> uh, i'm going to wazoo this weekend so i'll be at the wazoo colorado game for it is homecoming hey we broke them in for you so uh you know coogs they should uh put up 80 points appreciate that we'll lose 80 to 84 you know see you there <laughs> that is Buckle true up, baby <laughs> so we got all that but first the first things we got to get into is we do have one half of our World Series champion World Series championship match, and it kind of blows me away that we're already here. Considering the other, you know, take take away the you know take away the rain delay today, but the other series is just like, oh, this is going to be a battle. This is going to be wild, and we already have the other one settled. How did we get here? That's wild. We'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 15 here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Don't you forget it. That is the great Stevie Winwood. speaking of some higher love. And that's a great place to start as we can announce that, you know, I mean, you've known this. It's been about 24 hours, but uh, the Washington Nationals make their first appearance in World Series history. Wow. As they sweep the St. Louis Cardinals in four games. It is lit, fam. It, wow. It is, uh, it is shocking. The series was so lopsided that I, I I watched it in just disbelief the entire time. I watched every game, almost every inning of every game. And it was the same, every inning of every game. It was strikeout, 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 strikeout. I'm talking about the card. Man, uh- Strikeout, 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 granted to a double play. It's lit. It's lit. Getting it's no lit. hit for the first two games until the seventh inning. Getting one hit, not scoring any runs. I mean, it was, that was how to not play baseball 101. 
and the Cardinals just did it for you in a nice little instructional video. We sat here last week, Dodgers Nationals, okay? I remember you had to go to the restroom or you did something and you were gone. Kershaw gives up back-to-back dingers. Yeah. I walked past the room and you're like, Michael, Michael, get in the room! And I thought things were so crazy. And as things play out, Nationals win. And they move on. Neither of us thought the Nationals would be in a World Series a week later. For the record, no, no matter who you thought was going to win, nobody thought this. But this team showed up and were absolutely dominant. The Cardinals could not score runs. Jake Flair, Jack Flaherty looked non-existent. He was bad. Wayno looked old. Dakota Hudson looked bad. Michaelis looked bad. That was your bad. boy. Dakota Hudson's my guy. Michaelis looked good. Because game one, it was only three to one, I think, the final score, right? So we didn't get blown out that game. No. You just got no (laughs) hit into the seventh by uh, Max Scherzer. No, no, that was the next day. Steven Strasburg. No, (laughs) no, no, it wasn't him. Uh, Patrick Corbin. No, no, no. no. It was some guy. Anibal Sanchez. Anibal Sanchez. And I think this is. Who a year ago was the worst pitcher in baseball, it felt like. And this is kind of where I want to start. I mean, game one, when I see the Nationals start Anibal Sanchez, I think, okay, Martinez. Okay, I get it. I get it. Your you guys, just use pitchers. Your guys are taxed. Yeah. You're basically punting. He's basically punting. You're hoping one. you get away with it, but you know, you're know you kind of in your head like, okay, we'll probably lose this game. Maybe I can get to my trash bullpen and see if that works out, which we'll get to later, and maybe things will be fine. He throws Anibal Sanchez, and Anibal Sanchez, who has thrown a no-hitter. Am I correct? Uh, was you saying he, he has in his past? He has in his past. I don't remember. I, I don't be- remember. I believe someone stat checked that, fact checked that. I believe Anibal Sanchez has thrown a no hitter in his day and goes out in probably one of the biggest games of his career is no hit into the eighth inning. If you're Davey Martinez, what's going through your brain right now? Uh, holy crap, except not that word. I have Max Scherzer going tomorrow and yeah. Steven Strasburg going in game three and Patrick Corbin going in game four. We might just win this thing. We might win this thing, except for I don't think they felt that. Anibal Sanchez goes out there, shuts down the Cardinals. Game two, Max Scherzer goes out there. And you're wondering, well, Max had to come in. He don't know. He's not on full rest. <laughs> you know, and, and we talked about this he ain't last no week. Justin Verlander. We and we but we talked about this last week with Verlander, with Scherzer, with guys like that that aren't used to coming in on days off. Like my biggest knock, quote unquote, as I say this, that's not really a knock, is that I'm worried as Scherzer gets older that his competitiveness will make him exert too much energy. And he was unbelievable. In game he was two. great. Unbelievable. That's the Max Scherzer I will remember. I've sat on this show for years and years and years and talked about how much I dislike his two colored eyes and just the way his face looks and how excited I was that he had three colored eyes at one point. That was phenomenal forgot about that <laughs> that was absolutely phenomenal and it was way more fun watching him do that than Anibal Sanchez because I mean his stuff is just electric Sanchez is is the old guy getting by with location and deception now where Scherzer's are still just throwing just heat and crazy sliders up there at you and just getting you to swing at everything and he's mad he's always mad he's mad at you you know, you take a swing at one of these pitches, and he gets pissed off. Yeah. He's like, I want you to watch that go by you. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those things, you know, it's like I'm, I am was watching that game, and, and he struck somebody out in, like, the seventh, and I went, oh, and I 
I had to stop. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. You're dude. rooting for Max Scherzer? You're rooting for Max Scherzer That's right okay. now. <laughs> Sometimes the playoffs make you do crazy things. It makes you switch allegiances with players, not with teams, but with players. Mm-hmm. And uh, it changes your opinion. And I'll talk about one of those coming up later in the show of a person who I'm now starting to despise. Um, and it's one of your favorite players. <laughs> so, uh, the uh, yeah, I mean, those first two games now – to be fair, they're both on the road too. The Cardinals did throw good games in both of those as well. Michaelis pitched very well in the loss, and Wainwright pitched well too. He only gave up three runs, or there were only three runs scored in that game. Um, you see, so you take both games on the road, and I think at that point, after games one and two, in my mind, the series was over. After the, games one and two? After game two, after watching the Cardinals two games in a row go up with what I would consider one of the worst approaches possible offensively and get four hits total in two games in one run and lose both games at home to the Nationals, who still had Strasburg, who had been their best pitcher at the end of the year, and Patrick Corbin, or whoever, in game four. I was surprised they actually started Corbin because he'd been coming out of the bullpen. But either way, I was like, this is over. This is over. Maybe... Maybe it was in the second inning of game three where I went, oh, it's the same again. Okay, it's over. I might have given them that little bit of a chance. Like, oh, maybe they'll hit Strasburg a little bit and get back into the game. I mean, the Cardinals they had... did in the first, though. A little bit. They came at him in the first. Didn't score. I was, I know, but I was worried. I was worried. The pitch count got up. I was a little worried about Strasburg going down the stretch because I was like, this is not the Strasburg that we saw against the Dodgers when they really needed him. And he came through, but I guess kind of like the Dodgers, he struggled in a little bit in the beginning. And then that was not settled the f- in first. I think you're misthinking. Strasburg in the first got a strikeout, a ground out to the pitcher, and a strikeout. Maybe am I thinking of Garrett Cole yesterday? Yes, probably. Garrett Cole was bad in the first and second inning. Um, yeah, Strasburg. That that's what it was, and I'm remembering it perfectly. I was sitting in that chair where Joe is right now. I was watching the game, and it was two zero, and we had just talked about how the Cardinals couldn't hit, and. I watch it. Fowler struck out on three straight pitches. Colton Wong swung at the first pitch, grounded out to the pitcher. (laughs) And then Paul Goldschmidt had a real at bat, but struck out looking. And I went, guys, it's over. The Cardinals don't have it. They've lost the ability to hit. Or if you want to be, you know, giving the credit to the other team, the Nationals pitching is just too dang good right now. And that's just, that is right there where I decided it was done for the Cardinals. And then, the Nationals scored in the third inning a couple of runs, and you were like, ah, yeah, it's definitely over now. Well, I'm interested in that. I want to I focus a little bit on this Cardinals aspect of it because I had the Braves in the World Series. Okay. I thought the Braves were the team to beat. I liked their pitching. I liked their bullpen. I liked the young kids. If you listen to the show, you know I'm, I'm crazy about them. The Max Freeds of the world, Soroka, Acuna, Ob, Ozzie Albies, all those kind of guys. Dan I B. loved Swanson. it. I, I thought... You know, I was even digging, you know, the Rainmaker, Josh Donaldson. Oh, even though everybody hates him. Okay, not really. But you know what I mean? And watching the Cardinals pretty much kind of do whatever they wanted, I had this little feeling in me that was like, maybe we've been sleeping on this Cardinals team. How do they get through the Braves, albeit a little dramatic fashion, with the game four, forcing game five, and just raking them in game five? How do they come into this series so flat? How well, do they how do they not even compete? I mean, they competed, obviously, they're professionals, but I mean 
you said it. Like, this game, this series was kind of over from the beginning. The the two ways I look at it. One, and this is silly, but you know, maybe there is some truth to it. They used the ball their offense in that ten run first inning. Yeah. I mean, it's always a joke, like, hey, save some runs for tomorrow's yeah. tomorrow, guys. But I mean, you never know. It could have just been a Matt Carpenter said, pull me. Right. You and know, I, get some other guys in. Maybe, maybe because they scored so many runs early, they turned their brains off and they couldn't get it going again. Maybe it was such because they were up what thirteen nothing after the third inning in that game, something like that. Yeah, maybe that was the the difference where it was so embarrassing for the Braves in that game that the Cardinals switched off and couldn't switch back on again. Maybe that's one of the things as well. The other one too is maybe they were overrated and they got a little bit lucky in the first series with some of the runs they were scoring. I mean, I remember talking about this, and I heard multiple people talk about this, of the Cardinals are good, but just how good are they? Because you'd watch them, and obviously Jack Flaherty had the best second half of anybody in baseball, and you know they, they had a good rotation, and their bullpen was decent, but their lineup wasn't really that good, if you really think about it. And I think a lot of people were going, I don't think the Cardinals are getting past the Braves because the Cardinals just aren't as good as people think they are. Maybe that was more their true colors came out in the second series, and maybe the Braves just really kind of crumbled in the first series, which they did in that first inning, of course. Uh, thank you, Fulton Avich. But I don't know. I think it could be either of those things. Because I, also, I don't think a team just stops scoring instantly like that. I think there's a gradual showing of that. And there was no gradual. It was, hey, we scored 13 runs. Okay, we're done scoring. I also wonder if <clears throat> in that series against the Braves, if the Nationals, their two of their biggest weapons were Jack Flaherty and Dakota Hudson. And by the time it got to the NLCS, they were both spent. Could have been. You know, Flaherty pitched a great game five. Yeah. Should he have been pulled earlier? Yes. Maybe so. And I was pitched well in the series, too. But, I, you know, I wonder if it was just a, you know, bad timing. You know, and we'll get into timing with the game postponed today. You know, what does that do for the Astros? We'll get into that in the 9 o'clock hour. That, that may be because it went five. You know, Flaherty wasn't fully rested. There's a lot of pressure on him to pitch, a lot of pressure on Hudson to pitch. You know, Wayno goes out, pitch, pitches decently, but he's not the guy you want in game, t- game two. You probably want to throw those young kids at home, but to leave home down two zip can't feel good. I, my, my honest opinion about this, and this is from watching all the games, is the Cardinals' approach at the plate was dismal. It's pretty bad. I mean, it wasn't great. They were swinging at everything. everything. And especially as the game got later on. I remember watching last night, specifically game four last night. I mean, it was the fifth inning when Corbin came in, right? Corbin wasn't the starter. Was he last night? He was the starter. Okay, okay. Corbin's in the fifth inning, and he's at like 85 pitches. He's coming out at any moment, and you are going to get to that Nats bullpen. And people are still just swinging and swinging at anything, at anything. And what was interesting is Martinez is up there. This big dude, he's up there swinging at stuff that he has no business swinging at. Goldschmidt Down was swinging his, at bad pitches. Paul Goldschmidt, who is, you know, a huge fan of this show, looks silly. We and are co- fans of him. He does not listen to us. No, he does. He listens every day. I was texting him yesterday. Every he day. We us. only we only have one. I know he just repeats the show. Oh, wow, that's, that's dedication. Yeah, Goldie loves us. Okay. Him and Arenado. Hi, Paul. Uh, and it was so strange that you're seeing good hitters. Yachty Molina 
who's usually a patient hitter. Swinging. I don't know what that is because in a time where baseball has more walks and more on-base percentage than ever, and, I mean, frankly, in the American League, you're seeing a ton of patience, a lot of mm-hmm. walks between the Astros and the Yankees. And in the National League, and you saw this in the Dodgers series as well, Dodgers-Nats, I mean, in that Clayton Kershaw game, game five, I remember once Kershaw gave up those runs, both teams, every single pitch was a swing. Remember Kenta Maeda came in? We sat here, yeah. And, and struck he looked, out. he looked godly. Right. He struck out everybody on a slider four feet outside, and they swung at every single pitch. And I'm seeing there going, guys, what are you doing? This is, You don't swing it. This is not baseball. You got to be patient. You got to work the count. You got to get the count in your favor. And it's not, it's not like the Nationals pitchers in this series were just throwing strike after strike and forcing them to swing. I mean, they were making them chase. Right. And it was... Just watching it, I'm going, guys, show some patience. And you start a little bit in game four, right? They they got some guys on base, and they scored some runs, and they tried to make it a game in game four. But you're sitting there going, now? After three games of the other stuff? Come on now. Well, I think they got desperate, and they were looking for something to spark them to get them going. But unfortunately, the Nationals had that spark. And that's that's kind of where I want to go next. I want to talk about this. We see this sometimes, not every year. But we see sometimes a little bit of, what's that key word? Momentum going into a series. And could this Nationals team have that right now? And could this push them to something even greater? And we'll get to that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 35 here. This is Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. That's code for don't turn the channel. I listened to this guy the other day. The TV was on and I saw him and he was on this channel and I was like, what's wrong with you? He was talking sports. I didn't understand him. Oh. He had, like, marbles in his mouth. <laughs> he had, like, a bad head shave job. I was like, bro, do you not do that yourself? It's so much easier. Anyway, we're talking about the Nationals going to the World Series, and I want to chat about kind of this sort of thing. Like, I remember the first time I ever really saw this, uh, I will, you know, we've seen teams go on runs, and they look good, but one of the first times I ever saw where it was, like, destiny. You know, this team is clearly going to do it, uh, was the 4 Boston Red Sox. Coming back, not not to poke fun, coming back from the Yankees, that game seven, like games four, five, and six were so amazing, and game seven was such a letdown, but they piled it on that you were like, I don't care if they're playing, you know, murderer's row. Like, this Red Sox team is going to win it. And we've seen it with some Giants teams over the years. We've seen it with some Royals teams over the years. Uh, I thought the Brew Crew last year might have been one of those teams. Cardinals. Cardinals. We made one end of the wild card game, beat the Rangers that year. Yep, yep. We've seen that as well. The David Freeze home run, all that kind of crazy stuff. I wonder, does this momentum... Hell, even the Phillies. Because they hadn't won for so long. And they, they played the Rays, but... That year, we were like, oh, the Phillies, it's their year. 
and it had been forever since any yeah. Philadelphia team had won. So it was one of I, I was a roommate in college at the time with the, my roommate was a huge Philadelphia sports fan. And he, when they won that world series, like we were watching it next to each other. He just like jump hugged me. He was so excited. I was like, Whoa. All right. And it was, you know, some of those teams, they feel like teams of destiny. Yeah. And I, I think we see this in baseball a lot and I can't help, but think about the Washington nationals in this sense, Howie Kendrick, who has struggled in the postseason and in the regular season has has made moves that have almost cost his team games in the playoffs is the NLCS MVP. Huge hit after huge hit. Big reason why the Dodgers got beat in that game five. And you look Clayton around. Kershaw being the other big reason. <laughs> I'm trying not to pile on that first ballot Hall of Famer, but it's just so hard not to. <laughs> um, uh, and you see this bullpen that we always thought struggled we oh this bullpen was so bad, and even the guys they traded for, you'd watch and be like, "This is still not great." Somehow looked great. I mean, Doolittle last night looked a little shaky, but but at the end of the day, Hudson seals them down, and they're going to the World Series. So I wonder, is this? Are we looking at one of those teams of destiny? Uh, we could be. Um, I certainly kind of have that feeling about them. Now, the biggest thing I, I think that is in opposition to that is that the two American League teams, whoever wins, are both way better than the Nationals are as a team, right? Exponentially, yes. So I would, I would agree. I don't think anybody else would argue. I think most people, if they go into that series, would expect the American League team to win over the Nats. However, the Nats are, what was the stat? They were like 16 games under 500 early in the season. Davey Martinez was almost fired. They had the same record as the Detroit Tigers, which are the worst team in baseball in the late May. Late May. That's a great way to put it, yeah. And they're here. Now they had to go through the wild card game and you know had to go through all, all the and various fight, things. They had but, to fight their way through. But usually that team gains the most momentum. I mean, how many of these wild card teams have we seen that have made it all the way to the World Series? Talking about the Giants, wild card team. Talking about the Royals, wild card team. Cardinals these guys again. go, Cardinals go on these runs. They feel, you know, uh, the world against us. And so, yeah, there is a bit of a feel of destiny about this to me. The only thing that worries me about the Nationals is that the Cardinals' approach at the plate was so bad mm -hmm. that their biggest weakness did not even come into play. Their bullpen is still a train wreck. Yeah. And Daniel Hudson is pitching well in the playoffs especially, and he's been a, a big ad for them. But Doolittle, shaky. I mean, and that's basically – they had to put Corbin in their bullpen until he started because they had nobody else. If you get into a series against either of the American League teams, your starters are not going more than five innings. They're going to get you out – or at six innings maybe if they have a really good start. They're going to get you out of there because they take pitches and they walk and they really, really fight at bats. I mean, how many foul balls have we seen in the ALCS? So that's going to lead to the bullpen. And that hasn't been tested yet. Davey Martinez has done a great job of making sure the bullpen does not have a role in the playoffs so far, but eventually that's going to come to pass, and it's not going to be pretty for the Nats, I don't think. So that's the only thing that gives me pause in saying team of destiny because their biggest weakness hasn't been exploited yet because they haven't had to. Uh, other teams of destiny, I feel like their weaknesses kind of become strengths, and in this case, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. I guess that's what I was going to ask you. Like, Can this momentum, can this belief... You know, Sean Doolittle walked off the mound last night, two outs in the eighth, and they needed four outs to get to the World Series. And he was focused, and he walked to the dugout, and I wanted, I, I was watching him, and I wanted him to look to the fans and just give, like, 
the number four. Like, we have four more outs. We are going to do this. We have four more outs. Because I felt like he believed. He looked shaky, but Hudson was coming in, and I felt he walked off that mound not in like a, oh, I didn't get it done, but that's fine. That's fine. This guy's going to get it. So I just, I just wonder. You just said, sometimes we see that. This bullpen becomes a strength. You know, we saw Madison Bumgarner. <clears throat> could could Max Scherzer be a Madison Bumgarner type guy? Could Steven Strasburg in a contract year, by the way, cha-ching, uh, he's loving life right now. Could this kind of be, I'm just, I'm just curious about it. That's all. And I almost, it's almost like calling my shot before it happens. So I can sit here and say, ha ha, told you so. But not really. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. How much can this momentum fix problems? I mean, it can fix they them all. Look, they look like world beaters. It can fix them all. It could lead them to a World Series title. We've seen it before. Momentum does crazy things in sports. It's not just baseball. But I do think that in, uh, baseball is one of the most prominent sports. Actually, second most. The NHL, momentum is king in the playoffs in the NHL. King in the NHL. Um, you get a hot goaltender, and you can just ride that all the way to the Stanley Cup championship. But uh, in baseball, if you get hot at the right time, and the Nats have been hot for more than just the playoffs. They've been hot for the last two months of the season. Then you ride that on, and you could win the whole thing. And I think it would be surprising. But after watching the playoffs, if you've watched them through the entire playoffs, at the end, I don't think you go, they shouldn't have won if they win the World Series. I think you go, wow, scrappy team, kind of down on their luck early in the year. Nobody believed in them. They got hot. They rode momentum. They rode great starting pitching, which is the key here. And they won a World Series. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to do that. It just scares me in, like, a positive way. Like, guys like Ryan Zimmerman, you're kind of like, oh, man. Ryan Zimmerman's sitting there like... If anyone deserves to win, it's probably him, right? He's sitting there going, I am the first draft pick in Nationals history. I don't want to hear anything about Ryan Zimmerman from you two, okay? (laughs) Why? What's wrong, Joe? I've been preaching that Ryan Zimmerman hill for... Standing on that Ryan Zimmerman hill for at least four years. And you guys were ripping on him, calling old man Zimmerman. Well, yeah, because it wasn't until game four of the the NLDS when he actually did anything Where he showed signs of the defensive uh, just juggernaut that he is on the corners there, just laying out for that ball. He's been good. I just worry about that. I saw them talking to, uh, you know, good friend of the show, Fernando Rodney, last night. He's going to the World Series for his first time. Is he really a good friend of the show? He's going to the World Series. I feel like he would be, like, enemy number one of the show. He's a good friend of mine. He's not a friend of yours. Neither of yours. <laughs> I, I hang out with him every Tuesday, catch up, get a uh, nice sandwich, a beer. <laughs> he Joe, can't your hat's not anywhere near sideways enough he right can't now to, stand to hang you out guys. with Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, your hat is not tilted. What's wrong with you? I thought we were friends. Uh, so the Nationals go to the World Series, and we'll check in on the ALCS at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. But when we come back, I, I I got a little story time with Uncle Patrick. It might be a little more different than usual, but this this will be a good one, I promise. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. It's time to take a trip down memory lane. This is Storytime with Uncle Patrick, a look back on some of the most unusual events around America's pastime. In the bottom of the 10th, when Bill Mazeroski slammed the four-bagger to end the game and the series with victory for the Pirates. Beat revenge. 
a Cinderella story of baseball, and the hometown fans went berserk with joy. And forgotten stories from the major leagues. And that's the story of Mike Matheny and the bird pool. Gather round, folks. It's story time with Uncle Patrick on 1080 The Fan. Welcome in. This is story time. We'll make it quick. I got two tonight that I want to get to. I'm going to make it quick. I have multiple stories for you, though. <laughs> uh, but they'll, they'll be quick. One we already know, but I want I want to get into just for a quick little kind of jab. Well, we, there's been a name we have yet to mention tonight in relation to the series. I know, and that's where that's where I'm leading off right now. The Washington Nationals make the World Series, and that makes them one of the last teams in Major League Baseball history to make it to a World Series. And that leaves only one team left. Only one team left. And I wonder, I was working last night at the pub, and I mentioned that, and and these guys go, really? Someone goes, the Padres. And I was like, nah, man, Tony Gwynn, 98, 99, I don't know. The other one was the Braves. I can't remember. They're like, oh, man, who is this? He goes, oh, I got it. Duh, it's super easy. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why you didn't think of it in the first place. That would be the Seattle Mariners. Sorry, guys. Yeah, John is basically having a meltdown based on a series that didn't really have any effect on it. Yeah, I I, I know a good buddy who owns uh, Tulip Shop Tavern up on Killingsworth. Shameless plug. Not so shameless. Um... A great spot. He is a diehard Mariner fan, and uh, he is so sad that the Nats are in the World Series because that makes his Mariners the bottom of the barrel. But to lead to my second point, the reason we were chatting and the reason this conversation started with me and my buddy Tyler was that I said I was rooting for the Nationals, and he got super mad at me. And he said, why on earth would you do this? And I said... Because on today, October 16th, the day after the Nationals make the World Series, is the birthday of a $330 million man, the right fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies, one Bryce Harper. Ha ha! And there is nothing I love more than this is story time. This is more rant time, but I remember the day that Bryce signed with the with the Phillies. I thought to myself, I'll bet you the Nats go to a World Series before the Phillies do. And guess what? Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, Victor Robles, Howie Kendrick, Ryan Zimmerman, Jan Gomes jumped into the hands of Daniel Hudson Kurt yesterday. Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki. Okay. Anibal Sanchez. Michael A. Taylor. Fernando Rodney. Sean Doolittle. These guys are going to a World Series. And you can sit there in your bed of cash and you can roll to the bank and say, I don't care. I went to Philly because I believe this is the culture and we're going to go to the World Series. Okay. Well, the Nationals offered you money. They offered you money. Maybe not as much as Philly, but they offered you plenty of money. And you chose to be a superstar somewhere else. And I honestly believe a big reason why this team is in the World Series is because they don't have to deal with Bryce Harper. And nothing makes me happier than that. Remember, do you remember? Uh, Remember 
in his opening press conference with the Phillies, he had a Freudian slip. And he said, I'm excited to bring a World Series to D.C. Yeah. Instead of Philly. Yep. And it's almost as if he spoke it into existence. On that day, he had left the Nationals, gone to the Phillies. The Phillies don't make the playoffs. They fire their manager. He has uh, Bryce Harper a year. Kind of good. Not, not great. And the Nats make it. Now, I don't think the Nats have made it solely because Bryce Harper left. I will guarantee that. No, they guaranteed it. Be- they did it because Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg are beasts amongst men. Especially right now. <laughs> um, but maybe there is a little bit to that, that the distraction, if, and that's, I, I want to be careful with that because do we really know if Bryce Harper was a distraction? No. I think we viewed him as that way because he was a very big personality who wasn't as good as he thought he was. But that doesn't mean he was a distraction. He could have fit in. isn't as good as he thought he is. I want to keep things present. Um, I mean, there's no guarantee he was a distraction at all. He could have been a great part of that clubhouse, right? True. So I'm not, I I know you like to bash Bryce Harper. I I like to not bash Bryce Harper. I only speak the truth. I only speak the truth. I mean, you. I only speak the truth. You just said the reason they won the World Series is because Bryce isn't there. I don't, or made the World Series. I don't think that's the case. I do. It's not the truth, though. That's 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 just like your opinion, man. So there are two things I have learned that turn me on from Major League Baseball. One is a 6-4-3 double play. It's just so easy. It's so simple. It's so it, it's constant. But and in the playoffs, it's so great, God, especially when you're the team pitching. God, it turns me on. They get that runner on, and you're like, oh, here we go. Next player, double play. Ah! The other thing that turns me on is the Nationals going to the World Series. Oh, that turns me on so much. I just wouldn't like your own team going to the World Series turn you on. Yeah, it was there. It was great. It was awesome. I wasn't turned on. I was just overfilled with joy. Yeah, I was overfilled with joy. It was great. Uh, Sounds like this turned on. But okay. No, this, this is this is that dirty. This is like when you meet that that really white trash girl that oh, you shouldn't God. hook up with, <laughs> but you're like, I'm totally gonna do this. And you just do it, and you wake up in the morning, you're like, no regrets. Uh, watch the Don't f- tell anybody, but no regrets. Basically like the first 10 minutes of The Wire, episode one. Yeah, yeah. McNulty with the diner waitress. Yeah, you're like, this is a terrible idea, but you know what? I'm going to do it, and that's how I feel right now. It's like, I don't care. Gross. I don't care. Bryce, kudos to you, buddy. Good hey, luck. He's enjoying that money. And you know what? I would pay that $30 million extra he got from Philly from the Nationals to be on this Nationals team right now, without a doubt. Do you think, now take your Bryce Harper hate hat off real quick. Do you think in the next? That's any hat I wear, so I took my hat off. Oh, at 12 years. It's not a 13-year deal, right? In the next 12 years, did the Phillies win a World Series? I mean, if they spend money like they are, I mean, they seem like potentially the front runners for Garrett Cole. And a if lot that of teams hap- are going to win Garrett Cole. Though. And if that happens, I mean, yeah, I could, I could see the Phillies winning the World Series. But is that worth doing it in the place that made you? Going to Philly and winning a World Series, you're kind of like, you know, it, it's, it's like maybe he just didn't want to be a national anymore. I mean, maybe he just wanted a new change of scenery. Who enjoys the World Series more, David Justice or Bernie Williams? Bernie Williams. Exactly, because he's a Yankee. 
who is but that doesn't who take- is on the front of magazines who is talking to every reporter right now if the Nationals are in the World Series Bryce Harper but that does you put the hat back on you sure well yeah I know because <laughs> the hate started spewing they out hate, again. I just couldn't do it I had to pull it back together the uh the way I look at it is is this way I think the Phillies will win a World Series I bet you Bryce Harper just wanted a new change of scenery not every player is meant to be an everyday player. And it's, David Justice will still enjoy a World Series just as much as Bernie Williams. It'll just feel different to him, and it'll feel different to us, the fans. I just think timing is everything. And I think should the Nationals go on to win this World Series, this will be a spot on Bryce Harper's plaque. Should he go to the Hall of Fame or whatever we remember him as, even if he wins one, this will go. It's like LeBron before he goes to, to Miami. He does get one in Cleveland later on, but he gets one in Miami, and it's like, yeah, you had to go to Miami to get that. Why couldn't you do that in D.C.? That's how the way I, that's how I feel. Oh, I know how you feel. I just, and there you go. Goodbye, Bryce. Guess what I'm really excited about? Not talking about Bryce Harper until probably March. Yeah. When I tear him down for not drafting him in fantasy. <laughs> okay. That is story time with Uncle Patrick. When we come back, we get into the meat and juice of this bad boy. We get to the American League Cent- American League Championship Series. American League Central doesn't exist in this series. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.